Absolutely, absolutely. First of all, again, thank you so much for having me. I always feel like home whenever I come and visit my Single Wives Club family. I am known as the midwife for your inspired life. And what that means is that I am in my family business of empowerment. I like to say that I am a fourth-generation empowerment specialist, that my great-grandmother in Guyana helped women to give birth to their babies, and I help women to give birth to themselves. And so the way that I do that is as a, an in-demand speaker, as you said, a transformational coach and writer. I write for Essence and other publications. And most recently, as you said, my award-winning book, The Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love. And my whole purpose on this planet is to help us to step into our greatness, to step into the highest realization of ourselves. And what that has come to mean is helping us to first find our self-love and then to take that self-love into self-launch, into answering your calling, finding your purpose, learning how to have the courage and the self-worth to ask for what you're worth and to monetize it. And so all of those things are all based on the foundation of self-love. So if I had to pick one definition for everything that I just said, it would be I'm a self-love coach, self-love writer, self-love empowerment specialist that just happens to take different forms. Amen. I love everything. And you're just always such a light. Like, you just always make us smile and everything. And so last week we actually talked to a mental health professional about mental health. You know, so we've been talking mm-hmm. a lot about abuse and those issues. How can you begin to develop more self-love if you have a history of abuse? This is such an important question for our community because for a long time these issues of abuse have been very taboo, not speaking about, speaking about you know, things spoken about only in hushed corners. And so it's so great that we're starting to have these conversations and to give people the opportunity to come out of the closet and say, hey, this is what I experienced, and then find a way to heal from it. So if you have been through any kind of abuse, or are currently going through abuse, the way to find yourself back to self-love and make self-love your default position is with little acts of self-care. First of all, if you are currently in an abusive situation, I don't care what the story is, leave. You just have to leave. That That is number one, that a positive situation will never come out of a negative life choice. And if you are choosing to be with an abuser, you're putting that person above you. And so if you put a man up on a pedestal, as I like to say, the only way that he can see you is to look down on you. And so what you need to do is just start to realize that You need to just make different choices, and that's okay, that we all falter, we all fall, we have all made mistakes, that it begins with you moving into a healthier situation. And then, here's the key, ladies, the way that we build self-love is by our decisions and our choices, that self-love has to be tiny actions that we take every single day, that I like to remind women, you know, that I'm working with as a coach or a speaker or just in general, that at any point in time you have to ask yourself, what is the most loving choice that I can make? If you have been abused, 
or you're in an abusive situation that you are feeling like you've abandoned yourself. You may be feeling like life has abandoned you, but never fear because life loves you, and the best things in life are always there for us to just turn around and claim them. So it's okay to be feeling downtrodden. It's just not okay to stay there. So just make a different choice. Make tinier choices in the company you keep, the people you surround yourself with, the things that you read and you put into your brain, the places where you go. Just start to make different, different, tiny little choices, and you'll begin to reset who you are and reset your life. That's what you want to do. That's the journey. I love it. And one thing we always talk about um, is not suffering in silence because I think that's when the problems grow. That's when they, you know, kind of spin out of control because if you're not letting others in and nobody can really help you because nobody knows what's going on, you know, your your unhealthy mind is usually not going to just turn into a healthy mind overnight and, you know, you're able to work yourself out of the situation. So do you think it's always necessary to talk to a therapist or a counselor or a coach or do you think there are some things, um, like you said, the you know the little acts of self love? Are there some ways to kind of heal on your own, or do you recommend speaking to someone? I do absolutely one hundred percent recommend speaking to someone. However, I will say this: that it is possible to heal from some things on your own. However, it's challenging because the same mind, Albert Einstein said this, the same mind that created a problem can't be the same mind to solve it. And so if you have the own, you know, all you know is what you know. So if you're still stuck in your same mindset and you don't have any additional knowledge, you can't move past it. However, if you do find new resources, for example, um, maybe with books or support groups, or, you know, finding, now you can even get therapy, you know, online or something like that. If you have, you need new information in order to solve old problems. And so I'll use myself as an example that, you know, there was a time when I went to a support group to heal from the breakup of my marriage a long time ago. And that for me was healing. With another situation, when I had, uh, a lot, and I've spoken about this on your show before. When I had a lot of issues around um, obsessive eating and disordered eating in an unhealthy kind of way, I was able to heal that myself. You know, through finding, through using mindfulness and meditation and self care practices. You know, so, but that was me taking in new information. So don't sit and suddenly expect yourself to behave in a way that you haven't behaved before if you haven't poured something new into yourself. It's like you're waiting for your, you know, sometimes like when we're waiting for our, our you know, our man to suddenly act different, if a, a, a dog is going to bark and a cat is going to meow, unless <laughs> something different happens. So you've got to right. pour something different into yourself if you want something different to happen. Amen. So we know you believe in using affirmations. So what type of affirmations do you use with your clients to increase their self-love? Okay, so I'm glad that you asked that because I have in front of me my African Goddess Affirmation Card Deck, and I'm going to pull three cards for us. I like to pull some inspirational cards. Just set the tone. Yay. <laughs> this is a deck of 36 
positive inspirational lessons, and I created these cards because I love affirmation cards. I always have, but I wasn't finding multicultural cards. And so these are cards with women of all complexions, from cafe au lait to chocolate chocolate, with all different <laughs> textures of hair, from, you know, wavy to coily to kinky and everything in between, with powerful affirmations and lessons. So I'm going to pull a card for us. And the one that I pulled is, this is appropriate, um, it's the goddess of passion, and the lesson is, I own my magnificence. So that is a really good uh, affirmation, I own my magnificence. And so some of the ways that I use affirmations with coaching clients could be, you know, teaching them how to use this affirmation deck as a way to inspire themselves, also you can use affirmations with meditation. So then, you know, with guided meditation, you can then kind of do an internal reset and just put some new new thoughts and new information in your mind. Another way that I use affirmations is with EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is, you know, just like acupuncture that they do with needles. This is acupressure where you're tapping on different points on your body and repeating affirmations. These kinds of things cause a kind of a mental reset and a neurological reset. And so these are, those are the ways I like to use affirmations because if you just repeat to yourself, like, for example, here, let me pull another card. This card says, feeling joyful feels good. Well, right now that resonates with me because I'm in a good mood. But right. if I, so let me take a couple of days ago when I was in the, the midst of PMS, <laughs> And I was, you know, felt like an assistant who was working with me. She wasn't understanding things the way that, you know, I needed to, and I wasn't, you know, fully stepping into my challenge of being able to direct her and what she needed to do or move on from the relationship and get someone else. And I had all kinds of stuff going on. And if I would have read that then, feeling joyful feels good, I would have been angry at my own card. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> and so that's why I like to use the affirmations with a guided meditation or um, the EFT, the tapping technique that I talked about, because our brain will say to us when you say something that's not true, if you say, oh, my magnificence, and you hate yourself in that moment, you know, or like you were taught in the example we gave before, if you are in an abusive situation or whatever, you, will, you are not aligned with that thought. And so you're 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 literally on a different radio frequency than that thought. And so you have to become aligned with the thought in order for it to feel in your body like it is real. And so that's what those techniques help us to do. I love it. And I love that you mentioned meditation. Um, how important would you say it is um, to healing or to, I guess, increasing your self-love? How, how helpful is meditation with that? I would say that it is extremely important, and what I want to point out is that there are different ways to meditate, you know. So there, I always talk about meditation for people who hate to meditate, you know, that they're, because it's important for us to be able to sit quietly, that many of our problems as human beings can be traced back to the fact that it's hard for us to just sit quietly and feel our feelings, experience what we're going through in a for real kind of way to honor our walk, honor our talk, you know, and meditation can help to do that. Well, some people, you know, can't necessarily sit 
quietly, you know. So for those people, maybe a walking meditation might be better or, you know, a guided meditation or a dancing meditation or a laughing meditation. There are different kinds of meditation, but I feel like it's an important practice that every single major religion, you know, has in it ways that they offer people to be able to sit quietly and come in touch with their higher selves, whatever that means for you. For me, that means God. For some other people, that may mean something different. And that's fine, but the ability to sit and connect with the highest part of who you are is crucial to remind yourself that you're not in this alone. Because if you think that you're walking this alone and you're wondering why you're depressed, you have good reason to be depressed. If we thought we have to take all of this on by ourselves, that's some hard stuff to imagine. And so you need to align yourself with your highest and best good and your highest power within yourself to be able to deal with this stuff. Right. And I love that you talked about, you know, feeling good. So how important is it to feel good? And what are some fast action steps, like if we're having a bad day or we're just on a negative wavelength? How can we start to feel good now? I would say that, and both of you know this because you are two ladies who are about your business. Like, I am just so thrilled by watching you do what you do. It just makes it makes me feel good. It makes my heart swell, you know. And so feeling good about yourself and about the work that you do and about who you are in this world really is everything. And people will say to you, well, that's narcissistic. And it's like, no, you have it twisted. Feeling right. that you are, you know, that there's nothing narcissistic about feeling wonderful about this beautiful life that you have been blessed with and being able to step into it with all of your power. That, you know, that is the fullest expression of who we are, that it is selfish in a way to be able to, you know, like to, to, to spit in the face of everything that we have to not try to access that. And so, you know, there are some people that that is inaccessible for them. Like I don't, I don't discount the fact that there are some people that have clinical depression and may need medical interventions in order to help them to deal with that. But for the vast majority of us, you know, when we are feeling blue, you know, we're able to usually steer ourselves back to center. The first thing that I say is not to throw away, not to invalidate your feelings, not to just say, oh, well, you know, and we do this to each other all the time. Like earlier when I was talking about PMS, oh, that person, she's just PMSing or whatever. If you are feeling down or sad or depressed or whatever, take yourself seriously. Maybe you need to take a weekend off by yourself and baby yourself and love upon yourself and date yourself like y'all were talking about before I got on the line, you know, that, and really give yourself self-care. Some of the things that you can do to be able to get yourself back into a place of feeling good are, number one, surround yourself with positive people. By this, I don't mean that your friends are your therapist. Write that down. <laughs> your, friend, your home girl is not your therapist. <laughs> she may love you. She may care deeply for you, but she is not your therapist. If you need a therapist, go get a therapist. Number two, right. movement. Working out, moving your body. You get your endorphins going. You get feeling good about yourself. That is a great way to be able to get those feel-good drugs happen, happening naturally within your body. Number three, you have to find your purpose and, and 
and refine your calling and then have the courage to answer that calling, that is insurance that you will then be able to have more of the charmed life that you were born to live, that I realize that my calling is to help other women to find their calling and have their courage and to to then be able to step into their greatness and stop playing small. Other women, we all have different callings. For some woman, women, that might mean being a stylist. For some women, that might mean being a senator. Whatever that calling is, that you need to then claim it own it, and really just start to take steps toward making it happen by any means necessary. Like this is not, you know, this is not small talk or anything irrelevant. That if you are, if you woke up this morning, you still have breath in your body, then you need to, and there's a vision or a goal or a dream you have in your heart, you need to be about it because otherwise you're going to continue to feel unfulfilled. You're going to continue to feel miserable and probably make the people around you miserable if you're not doing that. So what you are know. some tips that you can share? Oh, I'm sorry. What are, what are some tips that you can share um, with women who you know who are like, well, that sounds good, but I don't know what my purpose is. I'm not really passionate about anything right now. What What are some ways to kind of figure out what your passion and your purpose is? Now I've heard that from women who will say to me, Aviola, but I don't know my purpose. I don't know my passion. And what what I usually find is that they do have a passion or purpose, but they're really scared of it. You know, that everyone is not as lucky as, you know, V or Coriel or Aviola to be like, oh, okay, you know, I love this baking or I love, you know, this coaching or I love whatever it is, that they have these things that deep down that they're afraid of. And fear can show up in different forms, and fear will lie to us and fool us. That One of the questions that I can't remember if it was Coriel or V had right before I came on the line, and you were talking about enjoying your own company so much that you don't, like, make the move to necessarily be in a partnership with somebody else. Who was it? Um, that was me. Okay. It was me. <laughs> Okay, okay, (laughs) which, you know, I totally get that because, you know, I love, love, love my company as well. But part of that, the fear within that instance, for example, is that there's no no safer company than ourselves, that you're not going to get rejected by yourself. And so it can feel easier to just be like, I'll just be by myself, I'll just enjoy my own company, because you don't have to worry about any foolishness, anybody coming out of their face, anybody talking to you sideways, anybody surprising you with anything. But we have to take that risk, whether it's in our love lives or our professional lives or whatever it is. And so I would say if you don't know what your passion or your purpose is, Start with what would you do for free if nobody was paying you to, you know, and then figure out a profession maybe around that. And so, for example, there's a woman that I just was reading about in um, a business magazine who her and her husband have built a business around dolls and selling doll clothes online. Now, that sounds so obscure, but they have built a seven figure, yes, seven-figure business around selling. As a matter of fact, I think it was even more obscure. It was paper doll clothes, paper doll clothes and patterns. They have built a seven-figure business. 
So we are living in a world right now where literally the sky is the limit, and you have no excuse. If you feel like I don't know anybody, you know, it's who you know, then get to know some people. You know, that there are women like Single Wives Club and with the work that I do with sacredmomchild.com where we're creating opportunities for you to network and really get to meet other people. So don't just sit and say, oh, well, I don't have a purpose. Oh, well, nothing excites me. What excites you might feel like it is, okay, like it's an obscure thing. But if you enjoy traveling, for example, there are so many different jobs along that that you could create for yourself, you know, from being a travel agent or a travel blogger or, you know, a travel advertiser or, you know, travel sponsor. Like there are all kinds of things you can make up you know, in order to be able to be the person that you came to be. And so I say start with doing some soul searching. You know, ask yourself, okay, you know, what is keeping me back if I haven't found my voice? Am I able to step out of my comfort zone? You know, and if not, then why? And deal with your issues because we all have stuff, and you got to deal with your stuff before you can do what you came to do. I love it's that. Your, speaking of so- yeah. I'm sorry, but speaking of speaking of doing what you came to do, you are working on um, the Spiritpreneur um, School. What is that? Please tell me about it. Yes. So one of the really exciting things that is going on right now in the Sacred Bombshell universe is I just launched a sister site to um, to go with sacredbombshell.com, and it's the Sacred Business Academy. And that is at um, – and the first venture of of Sacred Business Academy is Spiritpreneur School, which is a new podcast focused on spiritpreneurs, which are women like you, who are finding the highest, highest expression of themselves and monetizing it in exciting ways. And so the first person that I interviewed was this woman named Joan Barnes who created this business called Jimboree. She's a she was yeah, she was a yoga, you know, yoga teacher and she created this publicly traded company that last year I think or the year before went private again for a billion dollar sale what? from being a yoga teacher. From being a yoga teacher and a mom and feeling like, you know, she created the business because she wanted to be around other moms with their, with her kids and she wanted to figure out a way to do it. So, <laughs> so yeah, so Spiritpreneur School, there are new episodes every Wednesday. I just did the third interview in that series with a woman who named Gloria Felt who was running Planned Parenthood. She was the CEO of Planned Parenthood and also Glamour Woman of the Year, and she talked about how to launch a movement and lots and lots of exciting things like that. And I actually have, if you go to ownyourbombshell.com, It'll take you to the new Spiritpreneur site in progress, and you can sign up there for also a free Own Your Greatness self-worth kit. Um, but, yeah, the, catering to my sacred bombshell Spiritpreneurs is the next evolution of everything that I'm doing. We are taking self-love into self-launch, and so I'm really, really excited about that. That really is amazing. <laughs> I'm excited about it too. And a little birdie told me that you released a meditation CD. Can you share with us like what you get when you get in that meditation CD? What's it all about? Yes. So the CD is called the Sacred Bombshell 
self-love meditations. And this album, you can get it on um, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it at cdbaby.com. And it is literally what I do is I take each of the chapter lessons in the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love and I do a guided empowerment meditation. So it helps in the way that we were talking about earlier, like a way of like really getting those affirmative statements into our bones. And I say that this album helps us to dissolve the fear-based beliefs that keep us playing small in the first place and help us to lay the foundation for us to step into our majestic greatness. And so the tracks on the Sacred Bombshell Self-Love Meditation album are the Creation Meditation, um, which is about giving birth to yourself. You know, um, there is a radical forgiveness meditation. There's a receiving meditation. Um, and this has been really, really exciting because I've been teaching teaching meditation for years as a part of my programs. I did a, I taught a, a meditation course with you guys um, recently. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, excited about this album. It's a, it's, it's a very, very powerful tool. You don't have to have read the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love in order to benefit from the album. You can buy, you know, either or both or one, whichever appeals to your needs. But I really feel like for people who are saying, you know, Aviola, I don't know how to meditate or I can't meditate. Like that's why I created this album because I wanted to give them a tool where they could be able to do that for themselves. So I'm excited. I love about it. That. I absolutely <laughs> yeah. love it. Um, and I love that you are not only, you know, with Spiritpreneur, you're, I feel like sometimes and most of the times when we find resources for entrepreneurs, it's only business and it never really talks about the, um, you know, the power of positivity and meditation and spirituality and all that type of stuff. Um, but really, they, they are aligned. You know, they, they go hand in hand. Yes. If one is off, you know, the other one is probably off as well. So I love that. Can you tell us a little bit more, and this is probably for my own benefit, but um, a little bit more about <laughs> the Become the Guru business program? Yes, actually, it's exactly what you just said, that usually, you know, that there are a lot of people who, you know, a lot of times when people are talking to entrepreneurs and it gives them the skills, but then there are people who, you know, a lot of us sometimes we can't, we have the skills to do something, but it doesn't mean that we're able to do it, you know, that we have all kinds of issues. We're human, so we have issues. People have imposter syndrome. People have failure to launch syndrome where they are in a perpetual planning stage and can't get things out. People have fear of success. People have fear of failure. And so what I do as a coach is I provide what I call soul care, you know, helping you to handle those issues that we have, you know, soul care skills and strategy. That's what sacred, the Sacred Business Academy is about, soul care skills and strategy to be able to launch you into what you're doing. And so the Become the Guru Sacred Business Program is about using this guru model because I had a lot of coaching clients that were like, Abiola, I want to do what you're doing. I want to speak. I want to write books. I want to be on TV and doing media. I want to have products. You know, how do I do that? And so that's what this program is, that, for example, you know, if you are – 
like our master baker and chef here on the line, you know, you want to take that and turn that into a guru business, which she has, you know, then you become the premier expert in that field, in, you know, whatever it is. It's like travel I spoke about before. It's about you turning you into the guru and the expert that is in demand in the media for your topic and that you then have products to go along with it and all of those things. And that is launching in a couple of weeks. And so if people go and they sign up for the Step Into Your Greatness toolkit, then I'll make sure that's at ownyourbombshell.com. I'll make sure that they are on the front lines for that Become the Guru program. And actually, I know that, Coriel, we had spoken about you, you know, maybe teaching something to my sacred bombshells about um, about marketing. And I think that maybe maybe for the, the Become the Guru program that that would be amazing. And then I'll enlist Miss, uh, Miss V over there, Miss Queen V, <laughs> the Queen V, to come on Spiritpreneur School and talk about how she built her business that way. So, yeah. <laughs> The floodgates are opening. Yes. Right. Yes, and you know what, ladies, that's what it's about. I want to point out something powerful that you all do that, you know, people who are listening to need to do is that it's about us as powerful women aligning with each other. You are not in competition with anybody except for who you see in the mirror. So rather than hating on the next sister, see how you can lift her up, see what you could bring to her party to make what she's doing bigger and have her feed what you're doing. And you guys, you know, we want us all to blow up together we want to all be looking at seven figures together or you know happy life together whatever that means for you it's not about you kicking the next sister to see you know the doggy dog world and all of that stuff it's about us rising and shining together you know so you they don't pray. yeah then it's not about <laughs> it being lonely at the top it's about us being fabulous at the top you know together and being on the yacht right. chilling you know <laughs> And being like, okay, ladies, join me on the front of the yacht deck. We're gonna do some meditation over here. You know, like hey, about us being in it together. <laughs> yes, hello. My language, Gabriella. I'm trying to be on the yacht meditating about anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so on a on a more serious note, we saw all the protests and the things that were happening in Ferguson, but you actually went to Ferguson. Can you shed a little light about your experience there? Yes, actually, this every time I talk about this, this brings tears literally to my eyes. That it was really, really important for me to go to Ferguson and be boots on the ground there. That one of the promises that I made for myself going into 2015 is to be more physically hands-on involved with my community, with my sacred bombshells, with the work that we are doing, and to really reach out and see how see how I can best be of service and to come from more of a place of service. And so when I got the opportunity to speak at a school in St. Louis, I speak all around the country, um, and I got an opportunity to speak at a school. Actually, it wasn't in St. Louis. It was um, – it was my geography is off, but it was. If I don't know, if you go to my blog, you can see the, where the location was. But it was nearby. It was within a half an hour of St. Louis, and that I was like, okay, the first thing that I want to do, I want to come in a day early and spend some time in Ferguson. And so when I was there, I went to the block where Mike Brown was killed, 
and I went to his community. I went to the store where he was before he died, before he was murdered, and I said a prayer and a meditation. It's on my YouTube channel, actually, at youtube.com slash planetabiola or at sacredbombshell.com if you just go to my blog and Google Ferguson. And I wanted to really go and bring some healing to the community, you know, and to let them know that people around them, everybody is thinking about them. And so I asked, you know, the people who are on my mailing list if they had messages that they wanted to send to the people in Ferguson. And while I was there and I did a meditation that I read their positive messages, because I really do believe in the power of energy and the power to make shift and make change that I don't think that it's about us just throwing up our hands and being like, that's how things are. It's been like that. It's always going to be like that. I don't think that that's true that, you know, for me as a first generation American, my parents were not born here. I'm the first person in my family born on American soil that I know that my family left their, you know, their land and their place to come here. And so I don't take any of that lightly. And so being able to go to that community and stand where that young man was and then also on camera um for on my web for my web series um to talk about something that I hadn't spoken about before is that something that Mike Brown and I had in common is that when I was 18 that I shoplifted and I had never stolen anything before in my life. I was a freshman at Sarah Lawrence College, which at that time was the most expensive school in the country, this tiny liberal arts school. And that, you know, I wanted to feel edgy. I wanted to feel, you know, like I was in the mix of what was going on. And so I went to the local mall over there and I stole a pair of sunglasses. And I got caught and, you know, it was like a whole thing. And I then I was 18, so they didn't have to call my parents, but they let me go. And I then, of course, they'd call my parents and confessed everything to them. But I didn't lose my life for having done so. And so the fact that, you know, everything that my life has been from now to then, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, everything in between, the fact that a young man would have lost his life over, you know, a perspective, um, a supposed shoplifting, to me, is just beyond. And so I really wanted to talk about that because we talk about these things in isolated situations, like that's over there or that's that kind of person. And we're all every kind of person. We all have within us the potential for good, the potential for bad, and everything in between. And so I really, really just wanted to go and be a source of healing and walk my talk. If I say that I'm the midwife of the inspired life to go, to be that, to do that, that that's my work. That's why I'm here. That the yachts and all of that, that is fun. But then, you know, there are parts of life that require us to 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 challenge ourselves in different ways. And so that's why I was in Ferguson. Um, And I found beautiful, beautiful people there, nothing but incredible positive energy. Um, And one of the things that for me was very surprising was to be there and see that how many of the businesses just haven't reopened, how much of the community is still abandoned, that the businesses are, I saw businesses burned to the ground, and I saw a lot of businesses boarded up because they're either they're not open back or they're afraid of violence coming their way. But the beauty on top of that, the rose growing from the concrete, as Tupac Shakur said, is that the school children in the community have painted all these beautiful 
uh, murals over the boarded up windows. And so there's always something beautiful if you just look for it. And there's always healing if we come together and we do it together. So that was my Ferguson experience. I love it. I love it. Can you tell us one last piece of advice for the entrepreneur, the spiritpreneur, the woman who has a goal, a dream, a passion? What is your one piece of advice for fighting fear? Because I know that's something, like you said, that's like the underlying thing that, that holds us back all the time. Yes. Okay. So this is a big, big question that one of the things in my, um, the step into your greatness, the free toolkit I talked about earlier is I have a self-sabotage checklist. And so reject, we, the ways that we sabotage ourselves and reject ourselves are huge. We think that it's all about what the out, the outside world not letting us in, but it's about us learning how to align ourselves and build a door where there is none. So the one tip that I can give you to get started on stepping into your greatness as a spiritpreneur, as the woman you were born to be, is to step out of your comfort zone, whatever that means for you. So if you're shy and you don't like going to network events, to do that. If you have never been coached before and it's daunting to you, to reach out and, and get coached. If you wouldn't, if you say, okay, I'm, I'm terrified of public speaking and I haven't done that, you can join a local Toastmasters or take classes at my upcoming Sacred Business Academy. Get the skills to do it, but don't wait for things to be perfect. Don't sit and set up your website for six years and wonder why you haven't moved forward or even six months. Launch. Step into it. Figure it out. Build a plane while you're flying it. Step out of your comfort zone and step into your greatness. That is the biggest thing that I can tell you to do and to get my Step Into Your Greatness free uh, toolkit at ownyourbombshell.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Do it today. Step into your greatness and stop playing small because you, your birth certificate is proof that we need what you have. So stop cheating us and do what you came to do. If you don't find that I'm the coach that you're aligned with or, you know, if, or the single watch club, find somebody. It doesn't have to be us, but find someone you're aligned with to get the skills that you need because we need what you have. I love that's it. And if you, that's it, yes. It, it, I love every minute of it. I'm taking notes over here feverishly. Um, <laughs> all of our listeners out there, if you have learned something, if you have loved Abiola like I have, email me now, info at com, and you could win an autographed copy of her latest book, the Sacred Bombshell um, Handbook of Self-Love. So email me right now. One lesson you learned from today's show, info at thesinglewivesclub.com, and you can win an autographed copy. Um, Aviola, let our listeners know one last time where they can find you online, how they can get your book, download that free um, guide, and where they can find you on social media. Yes. Well, what I will do is I will also add to your whoever is the winner of your contest. I will also throw in um, the African Goddess Affirmation Card deck. So you let me know who the winner of that is, and I will also then send them that African Goddess Affirmation Card deck. You can find me at sacredbombshell.com or spiritpreneur.net. You can get there by ownyourbombshell.com, and your bombshell is the greatest part of you. You can also come play with me everywhere on social media, from Twitter to Instagram to Facebook at um, Abiola TV, so Twitter at Abiola TV, Instagram, et cetera, or YouTube.com slash Planet Abiola. And Abiola TV is just A-B-I-O-L-A TV, where the TV stands for Transformation and Victory. 
So those are that's the goodies. And oh, let me just add this: the things that they're going to get in the Own Your Greatness uh, Self Worth Kit, they're going to get the Spiritpreneur Success Guide, the Hear Me Roar Greatness Guide, a Sacred Bombshell Meditation Track. Sacred Business Success Planner, Self-Reinvention Guide, Self-Sabotage Checklist, and a Printable Diary Page. Lots of goodies, plus other goodies. Well, hello. So they want to download. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love you, Aviola. We appreciate you. We enjoy having you, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon, ladies. Namaste. The Sacred Bombshell in me sees, adores, accepts, and loves the Sacred Bombshell in each of you. Yes. Bye. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> be, be sure to tune in to Real Single Wives Radio. Next week we are interviewing the chief activator, Lucinda Cross, right here next Wednesday at thesinglewivesclub.com, or you can tune in on the phone, 347-989-8385. V, do you have any updates from uh, com? Um, eat lots and lots of cupcakes, and I'll be releasing a new flavor very soon, so stick out for that, and com. just order, order, order. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, there you are, order, order, order. Be sure to um, log on to thesinglewivesclub.com so you can RSVP for all of our amazing upcoming events. Follow us on Instagram at the Single Wives Club. I'm Coriel, that's K-O-E-R-E-Y-E-L-L-E. And I'm V, and you can find me at Domestic Queen V on Instagram, Twitter, and SaverV.com. We are the Single Wives, and we are signing off. Peace. I'm sitting here in my bed. I've been thinking about everything that's been said. I realize what's at stake From the moment I met you I just ain't been the same I need you here in my life And we both know that's a hard thing to find Girl, I'm a 